chocolates for champs. It's another, 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 another beautiful day in the Jewish state. And uh, I want to start off this radio program uh, saying, wow, wow, wow. I am in, we're going to get to the introduction here in a second, but I am in uh, an area of the north uh, on Mount Moron. And it is gorgeous up here. There's about... I got my buddy Jay Schultz, the unofficial, unofficial rabbi for Insight to Israel. Jay, thank you for being on the show. Wait, from the unofficial, unofficial, that's a double negative. Is it? It's a positive, that makes me the rabbi. Okay. I did my math. I want to say thank you, Jay, first of all, for... Wow, bro, you have been on this radio show for almost four years. It's amazing. It's an honor, man. It's an honor to be part of your, your holy work here and uh, spread the good word. Uh, listen, we out for, uh, that's what I want to say. First of all, thank you uh, for your encouragement. Thank you for the many times that you've, like, you know, I went to seminary. You went to, I went to Christian seminary. You went to uh, Jewish seminary, and you know a lot about Torah, and I appreciate the fact that we, we stand on common ground on so many things. Uh, but you've been able to take us, give us an understanding into Judaism uh, that I've learned a lot. I'm sure many of the listeners have learned a lot. And uh, I, I want to stop and say thank you for that and for the invitation here my, to Mount Moron. Michael, I appreciate that. You know, for the listeners, I'm, I'm not a rabbi. You know, being a simple Jew is hard enough in this world. Right. <laughs> and uh, if I can make a, li a li little, little dent in, uh, in spreading some truth, I'm, ha I'm happy to. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, moving forward real quick, I just want to say thank you to the guys at America's Web Radio for bringing the truth about the Jewish states to the grassroots of the United States. The truth about this amazing, amazing country and why, how it is Jewish labored and God blessed and why it's number one in the world in technology, agriculture and medicine in the world in the world and its fight for sovereignty and security and uh, for we're in the top 20% I don't think the needles moved much but we're in the top 20% out of 26,000 radio shows we are now recognized by the Israeli government as official uh, as an official media outlet which is a miracle in itself a miracle uh, and, and the labor that Iris Burrell put in to get that paperwork and to push them and pump them and prime them to to get them to focus, to get that paperwork through, I want to say thank you. Thank you to the guys at America's Web Radio. Everyone that listens to the show, that looks at our social media, that likes it, that shares it, that comments, uh, even if you don't do anything at all, but at least read it and get something from it, that's what's important. And I want to say, certainly not least or last, thank you to everyone that is a participator and not a spectator by sending... Uh, chocolate bars, not just any chocolate bar, you know where I'm going with this, but literally thousands of chocolate bars every month for the Israeli soldiers with notes on them. We love you. We pray for you. We stand with you. Folks, I'm telling you, you can't even wrap your mind around. You can't even turn your heart on to uh, what it does to a soldier who hears 
nothing but negativity about his country, about his people, about his land. And then he sees that support in a simple note on a chocolate bar from Americans. Kosher chocolate bars. Kosher chocolate bars. Sure. And uh, it's amazing. Let me tell you, folks, listen. I had a lady from Newfoundland email me and say, Michael, I'm on a fixed income. There's nothing I can do. But I, but you, I love Israel. Please tell the soldiers I love them. Can you imagine... Can you imagine that? From all over the world, Jay, I'm getting emails from South America, Central America, from Asia, of people that tell me, thank you for showing me Israel. Tell the Jewish people we love them and we pray for them. It's amazing. Jay, you've seen some of the videos that I've shown you that I took in West Virginia. It's powerful. I'm telling you, Josh Maxwell, I just got an email from his daughter. and She said, Michael, I have a lot of questions to ask you for my report. Here is someone that's not Jewish that lives in a small town in West Virginia that would never think of Israel. Never met a Jew. Never. never. There's no Jews in Clarksburg, West Virginia. <laughs> amazing it's a miracle thank you listen this is no no man is an island man i'll tell you the people that have been a blessing to me here in israel the people that have uh outside of israel that have done so much to, to promote this this information that i'm sharing i'm telling you i'm one person all i could do was walk up to the door and turn the handle you know and what nobody there's people trying to push the door shut but I want to say thank you to all those that that put, put their hand on my back or put their hand on the door and push the door open so that we could tell this truth. So uh, anyway, wow, long introduction. But I get excited, Jay. I get excited every day because, you know what, in spite of my humanity, in spite of, of like, so many things, I'm blessed to be here every day in this country and be with your people. And I think that has been more emphasized, uh, more highlighted during this time on Mount Moron. So, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of Jews here, not just a lot. We're, we're in a holiday now called Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer in, in, in Mount Moron is year after year the largest gathering of Jews that happens regularly in the world. It's amazing. We're not talking about 10,000, we're not talking about 100,000. We're talking about hundreds of thousands. It's amazing. Hundreds of thousands of Jews coming together. And by the way, you know it's not, it's not, just, it's not just the numbers. They're coming together, what we say in Hebrew, basimcha, with pure happiness. And it's not just one kind of Jew. The Jews are not monolithic the way no people in the world are monolithic. Really, the Jews, Michael, as you know, living here a long time, were a rainbow of diversity. Well, it's amazing. You may, ha you may have a guy that has a beard and, the, and uh, the same black hat and the same long beard, and he is drastically different than the guy next to him. But here we have even more so. You have what we call the Haredim, the ultra-Orthodox. You have the totally secular. You have the Ashkenazim, the white, the, the white European Jews. We got the Yemeni Jews, the Moroccan Jews. Right now we're hanging with a bunch of Moroccan families, right, that come here beautifully every single year for the past 60 years wow. with, their, with, their, with their babies and the great-grandmothers building palaces on the mountain to be here in Lagbomer. And, and we're, we're going to get into to why they're here, but before the why, before the what, before what it's all about, just the fact that it's happening yeah. and we can be here to experience it, amazing. We should, we, should, we should both thank God for giving us that experience. You know, I, this is my 10th year consecutive here because I think this is... Lagba Omer and, and, and Har Meron is the most incredible thing at the most incredible place 
in the world to be every single year. And, and I hope I have the merit, and I pray to God that he allows me to be here every single year Amen. between now and to 120. I also want to pray that my wife lets me do it <laughs> because, thank God, now I have one of those. Yeah, amen, amen. Amen. You got a good wife too, brother. You got a good wife. You got you got you have a good good wife. She's a good girl. She's a good She's wife. A good girl. Listen, I, I, you know what I've experienced here. And we're gonna we'll get into the why, but you know it's, I feel like it's necessary for me as someone who's not Jewish to share the what I see when we were walking around. I'm telling you, I you can't imagine, brother. I you know this is a small small version, but. I pictured uh, last night when we were walking around. I mean, I'm telling you, it, it impacted me so much to see the unity here, the prayers. I did a video on the hillside, and those prayers filled the valley. And when I got close to where those prayers were being said, I'm telling you, I said, God, this, this is a small portion. had to have been what it was like at, at Mount Sinai. More, more so than Mount Sinai. Three times a year, when we when, when we were fortunate enough to have the temple, three times a year, all the Jews came with their family. They came to Jerusalem, wow. to the Temple Mount. And they were together. They were together with happiness, to be together and honor God. Three times a year for the three holy, uh, we call festivals, Shalosh Regalim, the three festivals where we came up to the temple. And this is what it was, man. This is what it was. Everyone together. With the family, not 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 lone soldiers. Right. Family, and then when we're all together, all the families of the families together, it's a thing in Hebrew called achdut, unity. And ultimately, God is our Father before He's our King, and a father wow. just wants his children together. His father wants his children getting along. His father wants his children happy. That for a father. Now I'm not a father yet, but 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 I, 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 I but I've met a few in my time. They just want their kids together and happy. Right. Better you should have a good relationship with your sibling than your parent, if they if they could pick and choose, and and that's what we see here here on this holiday, uh, under God, that kind of unity. You know, it's amazing because I, I there's there's a few times since I've been here that I've seen that unity, Jay. I've seen it here yesterday. It's amazing. It is amazing. I saw it during Sukkotan. During the operation in 2014, when I would go to a funeral, unfortunately, of a soldier, yeah, and 10,000, 10,000 people show up, 14,000 people. When I go to the hospital and literally in Beersheba, literally thousands of people bringing food and stocking the rooms full of clothes and candy and all kinds of food for the soldiers. These are the things that I love, that, that you will see in no other country. At no other time, even in times of distress, not even in the United States. By the way, that being said, and you're right, it is beautiful to see that, but I bless us all that we only from now on come together, not over funerals, not right. over war, Amen. Amen. for the good. Amen. And again, we're going to get into it, but that's what this holiday called Lagba Omer is all about. Wow. Okay, so, uh, you know, we're here in this place, and uh, let me ask you, what is the... And I, I, you know what? I normally do it, but I was up all night last night. You were dragging us, me and some other guys around, and uh, taking us to the different venues and tents here in in, uh, in the area, and showing us that unity. Uh, that unity. Look, I sat down with these 
Haredi guys, they're, they're like, you know, people, it's amazing. It is amazing, the hospitality. Who, the question is not who fed you, who didn't feed you last night. <laughs> I was like, people are like throwing food in my face, I can't do it anymore, I'll, I'll bust. But, you know, what is it about Mount Morong? Yeah. That makes this place so significant to hold this event. Oh, all right. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Okay. So this holiday, as I said, is called Lagbomer. It actually is it's a minor holiday uh, in, term, in terms of uh, the Jewish calendar. It's considered a minor holiday. It's not biblical. We don't read about it in, in, in the Torah. That's because what we're, what, what we're honoring, celebrating, actually happened not even after the, the writing of the Torah. It actually happened after destruction of the second temple by the Romans. Wow. So we're really talking biblically, relatively modern history. <laughs> Still 2,000 years ago, but, but relative to, to the rest of Jewish history, generally modern. And uh, the, the word Lagba Omer uh, means the 33rd day of the Omer. In Hebrew, our letters also have numerical value, and Lag, Lamed Gimel, Lamed Gimel equals 33. So it's the 33rd day of the Omer. Now, the Omer's not a month. No months have 33 days. So, right. what's, so what's the Omer to really understand it? Well, the Omer is a very holy time between Passover, celebrating the Jews leaving Egypt, crossing the Red Sea, leaving slavery for freedom. And then 49 days later, we were at Mount Sinai, and God made us all prophets to hear him and see him, and that's where he gave us his holy Torah. And that's where we accepted it. That's we accepted it with love, accepted it with 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 grave responsibility, but 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 the happiness of knowing we we were doing the will of God, and so this 49-day period between leaving each of them Passover and getting the Torah in Mount Sinai, which the holiday is called Shavuot, that that time period is called the Omer. Now. It's getting a little technical, but you guys out there know your Bible, so I think you'll understand. <laughs> we hope. At Mount Sinai, every single Jew, all, we estimate, three million, but it doesn't matter the number, but every single Jew that, 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 that was in existence was at Mount Sinai, and every single, every single individual was a prophet. They heard God, they saw God. According to the, the strict reading of the Torah, there is a prophecy that no other nation in history, before or after, will even even claim having divine truth because of national revelation. That's the beautiful thing about it. That's, that's, that's the beautiful thing, thing about it. That's the beautiful thing about it. And so, in Judaism, to be a prophet, it's very different than, than pagan prophets, and there were some. We know about them. Bilam, for instance. Yeah. But there's been, there, there's been many, many prophets of all kinds. But to be a Jewish prophet, you had to be on a very high spiritual moral level. But remember, in Egypt, we were there for over 200 years of slavery in a very negative, materialistic, idol-worshipping culture where we were at a very low level, a very low level of impurity. And the prophecy actually was we were supposed to be 400 years in, in slavery. But God looked down on, on, on his sons and daughters and says, if you stay there any longer, I'm going to lose you. And you become so assimilated, so destroyed by the negativity of idol worship and, and evil culture in Egypt that I need to take you out early. And so our, our, our Talmud says we actually only had 20% leaving. So much so wow. were the Jewish people connected to slavery and impurity and uh, really the, 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 the assimilation of the idol worship culture of Egypt that 80% died. Actually, they died during a plague of darkness because they just were 
too impure to leave, whatever that means, and that's very mystical and Kabbalistic. Maybe we'll get into that another time. But the 20% who left, every single one of them, 49 days later, had to be prophets. But they spent 200-plus years in slavery, in idol-worshipping countries. They needed to be artificially elevated each day by God so we'd have the moral, spiritual level to have that merit to be prophets and get the Torah Mount Sinai. So this time is called the Omer, where every single day we count. We still do that to today. We have 49 days of counting the days each night when we say the, the evening prayers, honoring this elevation by God of our spirituality to get there. Wow. So it sounds like this should be a time of great joy, the Omer. And it used to be. It was a time of celebration. It was a time of feasting. Leaving Egypt, we should celebrate. Getting the Torah, we should celebrate. Everything in between, hanging out with God, being elevated spiritually, we should celebrate. But 2,000 years ago, that celebration stopped. And the majority of the Omer became a time of destruction and devastation. It became a time of mourning. Why? So you guys all know the history. The Romans came and destroyed the Second Temple destroyed the second temple in 70 CE. That was the level, right. the level of pain that the Holocaust was for the Jewish people. Wow. We, not, we didn't just lose the temple. We had Jerusalem, our holy city, destroyed. The level of murder, blood running through the streets, rape, slavery, devastation was massive. That was the point where the Omer, because a lot of this happened during the Omer, became a time of mourning. Because we lost 24,000 of our top students, our top rabbis, who were, who were fighting the Romans, who were fighting bravely for the freedom, but yet died. Now, why did they die? Well, we understand that they didn't have the, the merit to survive because they didn't respect each other. There was a, a problem of unity. Which, by the way, coming here, dot, 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 is really a rectification for, but we'll, we'll get there a little later. So again, just keep, keep keep with me, audience. I know it's getting technical, but it's a good stuff. By the way, to my Christian friends and brothers out there, what you're hearing now, most Jews you'll meet don't know, wow. so you're really getting the inside scoop. It's great so the, these 24,000 students were massacred in plagues, in war. But on the 33rd day of the Omer, what we say, Lag, Lamed Gimel, of the Omer, they stopped on. And another thing happened. These are all students of Rabbi Kiva. He historically is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the rabbi of the rabbis of the rabbis. He, it's because of him that Torah learning continued. The Romans tried to stamp it out, but he fought to teach and teach and teach. And after his 24,000 students died, he said, Torah's not going to die with me. Divine wisdom not dying with me. And he takes another five students in the face of a, of a Roman law that you can't teach Torah. Wow. You can't study Torah. But he did it anyway. And of those five students, one of them, his name is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Simon, son of Yochai. And this student wasn't an average student. This guy was head of the class. This guy wasn't head of the class. This guy was like on the ceiling of the class. This guy was floating on another level of, the, of divine connection. And, and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was both born and happened to have also later on died. We say in Hebrew's yard site, his memorial of his death, happened to be also on this 33rd day of the Omer. Dot, dot, dot. All these things sewn together bring us to stopping to mourn on the 33rd day of the Omer, on Lagba Omer, and that's when we start celebrating. And that's what this holiday is about. 
and that's how we come here. But why here? Why Mount Meron? This is this is the grave site of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And there, there's a tradition in Judaism to visit the holy graves of our holy tzaddikim, our holy righteous ones, as 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 a merit to have a have have, have a connection to God in that place, not through the rabbi, but we honor the rabbi's teachings to us. Thank you for and, and allows us to have a deeper connection directly with our father. I, you know, I, I want to say I, I really appreciate you clarifying that because. Uh, we see a lot, and and you know, look, the reality is, I'm you know, I'm I'm a Protestant. I'm not Catholic. I disagree wholeheartedly with Catholic quote unquote doctrine, and that's one thing that they do. It's they do a lot of idol worship. So, you know, if someone that is not familiar with Judaism, uh, they could get the wrong impression. So, I thank you for clarifying that you're honoring those. We're honoring our teacher, right? Exactly. Rabbi Shimon Boichai, the word rabbi means teacher, means great teacher. And we're honoring our great teacher, who, by the way, during the Roman persecution, spent 13 years with his son, Eliezer, hiding in a cave, not that far away from wow. here. Wow. Hiding in a cave, just studying and expounding upon the Holy Torah. And, and Rabbi Shimon Boichai, in those 13 years, wrote, wrote a seminal text of Jewish thought called the Zohar. The, Zoh- the Zohar we know we know today as a seminal text of Kabbalah, which I'm sure many of you heard about generally, without right. getting in too much to, to the nitty-gritty, that'll be a great other conversation. It is the <laughs> mystical side of, of of Jewish law. It's a mystical side of kind of kind of this the physics of spirituality. Um, you know, a, a lot of what we, we learn in the Torah is what we should do as Jews in this world. The Talmud, we can talk about another time, is a lot of the how we do, what we're supposed to do. And the Zohar, the Kabbalah, is very much kind of the why and, and, and the deeper inner secretive workings of how these things happen. But you really can only understand the Kabbalah and the Zohar, the tech, main text of the Kabbalah, once you've really been a master of, of studying Torah, studying Talmud. And then you can get there. It's like you're not you're not going to start learning quantum mechanics right. before before you know calculus, before you know algebra, right. before you know how to how to add you know two plus three, and that equals something. Five. It Thanks. took me a while. It took you a while. I didn't have good. enough coffee. We, this we, we were both up. We were both up all night. <laughs> so we'll get so yeah. this isn't the same. Or it, I don't know. The, yeah. you know. We we hear about Madonna and all these movie stars, and I follow Kabbalah, and they don't. They, really, they don't stand for anything. I, I don't know if it's a fashionable or whatever. Well, I don't know anything about Madonna. You know, I I I, uh, I, I don't know how how if if, if she's uh, pure of heart with wanting to connect to these these traditions. I don't know, but I do know that not just her, but 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 hundreds of thousands of people do come here. By the way, she has been here in previous years. Maybe she was here this oh, really? year for this holiday. Because this is the holiday where we come to honor Rabbi Shimon Bayochai and where after thirty three days of mourning, where by the way, religious Jews we don't shave for 33 yeah, days. We, yeah. don't, we don't listen to live music. We, we, we're not allowed to have, get married during this time because it's a time of mourning. By the way, th- those, those are a lot of the rules and practices we keep when we have a close family member who passed away. Um, it's 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 uh, a time where we have contemplation about how to better ourselves, to rectify the problems within ourselves and, and that our ancestors had in the past. And now is where we switch over. We switch over to, to deep deep celebration where you have an entire 48 hours 
of nonstop music, dancing, food, drinking, with, with your babies, with your great grandmothers, everyone together. I mean, there are mosh pits of, of hundreds of thousands of Jews here going crazy all night long, dancing to, to what we call klezmer bands. Klezmer is a, is a very European Yiddish culture uh, music style where it's really these three different songs that you hear in different variations on repeat really until the break of dawn and then continuing through the day. Wow. Maybe, maybe your listeners here on the radio can hear it in the background. Yeah. But these three songs talking about Rabbi Shimon Bayochai, talking about his rabbi, Rabbi Kiva, and honoring this tradition. Wow. You know, Iris actually, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Iris like sent me a text message this morning and she's like, she said, did you go and dance with everyone? I said, no. It's so, it's, it's, it's so packed. And I'm sure it's a great time. I've, I've been involved in this before, but after all the food I ate, if I got near somebody, I'd probably vomit. You know? Listen, I, this is my 10th year here. This is your first. And uh, it's okay to ease on into it, you know? <laughs> let me ask you, so, okay, now, let me say this. First of all, I, I can't describe. Folks, listen, this, to be up here on this mountain, I'm telling you, with this many people and the kids running around, I mean, you know, the beautiful thing is, Jay, is the children. Seeing the children have a good time and playing and and uh... yeah, so man, you know, let's talk about where we're sitting right now. We're actually, you know, the ma- the mountain's got a lot going on. It's got a little village on the bottom of the mountain. The, the you know, by the way, we're also let, let let's note also in a, a gorgeous area of natural beauty. There's forests and hills all around us. Oh, it's amazing. Across 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 the valley, we see the holy uh, the holy city of Tzfat. Safed for Could you spell that, Svat? Yeah, we can look it up on a map. Sure, T Z F A T Svat. It's uh it's an it's an ancient holy holy Jewish city where a lot of the uh, early Kabbalists, specifically in the sixteenth century, lived, worshipped, practiced. Um, this is an area of the country that is one of the largest national parks in Israel. The Mayron Mountain Range is actually the highest mountain range in Israel after the Golan, after the Hermon. Can right? So, thank God we're not just in the land of Israel. We're in really one of the most beautiful parts of it. It's amazing. It's, it's now Israel you have the Canaret yeah. not far from you. The, the that's right. The sea just of Galilee. For, for those who know the Sea of Galilee, the Canaret is about uh, a little southeast of us. Southeast us from here. Uh, if you guys look on a map of Israel and you want to know where, where we are, between Jerusalem, you guys know where that is, you know where the Lebanese border is, and we're probably three quarters of the way from Jerusalem to the Lebanese border. Okay. We're up there. We're, we're, we're in the upper Galilee. Wow. Right? It's beautiful. And uh, right now on the mountain, we're in a part that's like really called the Moroccan village. These Moroccan families have been coming to the same spot for 60 years. I mean, they bring their They come here. By the way, most of these families come here for three weeks. They start three weeks ago to come here, start setting up. They bring their caravans. They bring tents. They Literally bring, a caravan. You can't even imagine it. Yeah, they, they, they have multiple kitchens, multiple bathrooms. They have, they, have, they have chandeliers. They have dining rooms. They got bedrooms galore. <laughs> it's it's really it's it's really wild. It's really beautiful. They they, they do they do a lot of uh, kosher butchering of lamb here. And it's a, a lot of lamb on the barbecue. A lot of lot of singing. I mean, you heard it all night. A lot, lot, lot of singing. And, and the smoke from all the barbecues and the fires and and seeing, it's intense. And seeing and seeing their love of hospitality. Oh. I mean, you have 
thousands of just randoms rolling up on these family tents, and they're just just like Abraham, ready to open up their tents, sit you down. You don't have to ask for anything. It's in front of you. It's amazing, Jay. I'm, I can't listen. I can't wrap my mind around it because I see people come through here. They, they're like it's. There's one guy that stayed on the grill all night, and they just keep. And I, I, I was telling Ari last night. I said, I can't. Uh, I just want to look at the time here. I said I can't. This guy's been here, and he just, they just keep shoveling out food, and. Uh, it's like, you know, when are they going to take a break and enjoy it? But No, for them, this is an honor. They, in, in the merit of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, they're able to honor this tradition by giving to the people. It's amazing. And remember, remember, this destruction of the 24,000 students, yeah. the destruction of the Second Temple, the big issue was lack of unity, lack of respect for the other. And what they're doing is rectifying that issue. All right, folks, listen, we'll be right back with, uh, with uh, Insight to Israel. Thank you for listening. Wow, amazing time. God bless. We'll be right back. When someone gives an answer, it is either in response to a question or a command to respond. And those who might be in the grammar would either term it a noun or a verb. In mathematics, an answer is the solution to a problem, and problems are plentiful. Who do you turn to for answers? The Lord is near to all who call on Him, said the psalmist. And God invites you as he says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. Our problem is that we search for answers in all the wrong places. We would do well to remember that God cares and he hears our hurts. To prove it, he said, I'll answer while you're still speaking and I will hear. What problem do you have today? What answer do you seek? Who do you turn to for solutions? God has the answers. He is the answer. This is John Bryan bringing you today's key word. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. What a great first half. I, uh, the things I learned, you know, one of, one of the guys said last night, he said, uh, I, I felt complimented very much so very much so he said i like hanging out with you michael because we sit and talk about tour i sit and talk about Torah with you and with jay than i do with any of my other friends and uh you know on the branches of the tree jay we may have a slightly different perspective but the root of that tree is where we agree and I want to say as someone who's not Jewish, I'm telling you, folks, if you have not been to this country, 
if you say you stand with Israel, I promise you, I've seen it in my life. I've seen it. I see it every day. Come to this amazing country. Do the tourist thing. Okay, go to the, 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 the ancient places, the historical places. Those have relevance. Because without the history, we can never understand or see what is happening in the modern day in realistic terms. We'll not be honest with ourselves. But also do the non-tourist thing, man. Just right. Just, 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 just say hello. You know, just sit with your average Israeli, have a coffee. Right. By the way, totally interrupt them on the street. Say, how you doing? I want to hang out. Israelis are cool with that. Yeah, it's you know, amazing. If they're sitting in a cafe, have, have, having a cup of coffee, which they do, they do heavily. You can come and just hang and ask them about their lives because the Jewish people aren't aren't of the Bible only. The Jewish people aren't just the people of the hit of the history books. Right. The Jewish people are well and alive, not just surviving, we're thriving. And we're doing it here. Amen. Unlike anywhere else. Amen. You know what, Jay? We've got a uh, an American woman now, Marion Elizabeth Hill. I hope Marion's listening. Marion has been coming to Israel for about seven years now. She's done a lot of the tour stuff, mainly. But last year, we took her uh, to places where the tourists normally wouldn't go, wouldn't venture, or, you know, because everything's structured and insurance purposes, security purposes. We actually took Marion uh, for her 50th birthday to a base, handed out over 500 Hershey's for Heroes to the soldiers on a tank base, and put her on top of a tank for her 50th birthday. Now, I, there's not too many people that can actually say they sat on an Israeli tank on their 50th birthday. But my point is, is that we were able to, we were blessed. We were blessed. You know what, Jay? One of our donors, one of our supporters, uh, who you know, uh, I won't name them on the radio show, but they paid for the rental car, <clears throat> you know, and said, Michael, go and show Mary in the country. For, she gets over a thousand chocolate bars every year for the soldier uh, and has for like the past three years. Uh, you know, when my mother came, these same people, you know, covered all of her expenses for the three weeks that it was here so we could show her the greatness of this country. And I want to say to Americans, I don't, th- I don't do big groups. It's, it's too, there's too much involved. But if you're an American, if, if you have a, if your family, you're, you and your husband are coming here, or you and your husband and two kids, we will cover the rental car. We will take you around to this country. We'll take you to Shabbat dinner with a family on Shabbat. A family invited my mother to come to Shabbat dinner and sit down. I said, Mom, I've known these people for years. You, they don't speak any English. The, the children do. But the parents don't. But I'm telling you, it's the spirit around the table. And you need to come. America, you need to come. Spend your money here. Don't spend it in the United States. You come to the Holy Land. You know what, Jay? I'm going to say this. I'm honored. I'm honored to sit here with you and be on this radio show, to sit among your people, the chosen of God. By the way, on the chosen thing, it'll be be another radio program. (laughs) Yeah, the Jews for sure are chosen by God, but every nation in the world was chosen by God. They're all chosen for their job, their purpose, to, to rock out their strengths, their talents, to carry their burdens and responsibilities. The Jews are chosen for our mission. Right. But whoever you are, you should be ecstatic and proud and honored to be born who and where you are. Right. You should you should actualize and maximize your potential for the chosenness that God 
made Amen. 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 Jews, Jews were not chosen to be better, right. smarter, or cooler, you are smarter. Or better looking, nah, or you, richer. You, no, 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 no. <laughs> God forbid. That's anti-Semites talking. The Jews were chosen for our mission the same way. You out there, wherever you're from, were chosen for yours. Well, now I can't tell you what that mission is, right? But I know you have a unique mission that right. only you can accomplish. Amen. Amen. I, hundred percent, I, I agree. Now I will say this: I look at the timeline of man's history. These families are beautiful, bro. It's, I'm telling you, it brings. I walk down through here, and it's like all I can do is smile. You know. But I will say this, as someone who's not Jewish, as a Goy, I will say that I see the timeline of man's history and the indelible eternal fingerprint, fingerprint of the Jewish people blessing the world. And I want to say thank you for the cherry tomato. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. I would not have a U.S. Constitution, Jay, if it were not for the Jewish people. So, yes, I agree with you 100%. Every person in the sight of God... In light of his word, of that truth, needs to find where they belong, what God's plan is for their life. What were they chosen for? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. So, Jay, uh, okay. So, back, listen, let me wrap up the, because uh, I feel I'll be doing a disservice if we, we don't finish up the Logbo Omer conversation. Okay. A couple more just interesting highlights of being here, a couple interesting things that really round out. And, and, and give give breath and depth to this holiday is uh, a couple of interesting traditions that I think the listeners love to hear about. So one, and re really one of the main highlights of this holiday, is the bonfires. Lagba Omer for most for most Jews in Israel is actually known as the, as the as the bonfire holiday, where you have, by the way, across the country. Hundreds of thousands of groups of, of families and kids lighting bonfires in celebration of this day. Unfortunately, too many of them don't know the depth and the meaning of why we light the bonfires. Right, right. But when you come here to Mount Meron, it's 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 alive and clear. So Mount Meron is where you don't just have one bonfire, as you saw last night. There's at least 30 all over the mountain. Thank God, everything everything is safe. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of emergency staff here on hand. Yeah, not right. not just ambulance, police, but uh, but but you know the firefighters doing their duty and keeping things safe. But it's 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 the bon it's it's the bonfire that is really one of the marked, clear main traditions of the holiday. Why? So in Jewish tradition, um, when we mark the anniversary of, of someone's death, a family member, you, you light a candle. You light a memorial candle in honor of that soul. Uh, there's a, in, for, for Jewish tradition, the, a candle is a metaphor for the soul. The, 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 the light, uh, the flame is a metaphor for, for the higher level of that soul. And so this is what we do. But remember what, what we're doing here. We're at the gravesite of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai wrote the Zohar, the seminal text of Jewish mystical spirituality. This rabbi, this Jew, 2,000 years ago, brought so much holiness, so much spiritual light into the world, elevated God's word to another level of understanding for the Jewish people, that for him, a candle is not enough. We light many candles. Wow. We light many big candles. We light fires. We light massive, massive bonfires that rage all night long. Because for a soul of that high spiritual level that brought that much light into the world, 
we're going to go the extra mile wow. and light mega bonfires going to the break of dawn. And as you see, they're starting them up again today with different di- different sects of Judaism, different Hasidic sects coming here uh, coming here in droves. I mean, really, it's 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 tens of thousands of buses in and out of the mountain Amazing. bringing people, and uh, they're here for that. Another thing that we see is, as we said, for these 33 days, we're in a, we're in a period of mourning. Jews don't get a haircut. They don't shave during this time. And uh, this morning is when men can finally shave after all the time. So you see, you see a lot, you see, you see a lot of furry faces around here, right? <laughs> my, my, myself included. Um, but there's another tradition that, based off of the uh, the biblical uh, understanding, that we're not supposed to prune a tree, take fruit off of a fruit tree from the land of Israel for the first three years. So it's to leave it alone. So there's a Jewish tradition. It's not a law. It's a tradition that for your for your sons, you don't cut your son's hair for the first three years of life. Wow. And so thousands of young three-year-old boys are brought here by their families for their first haircut. Wow. And so you have these these boys who last night, you see these long, long flowing locks of hair, this morning, just after sunrise, after, after the morning prayer service, the families finally, for the first time, take out scissors and give them the first trim of their life. Wow, that's amazing. In honor of that. So that's another thing that happens here. It's a, it's a great little... Uh, quirk, cool tradition of the holiday that's unique very much so to come in here to Mount Meron. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, because uh, we actually walked around, of course it's later in the day, it's uh, about almost 12 in the afternoon here, so like you said, the majority of that was done, but we did come across a few kids, you could tell their hair had been cut, a few young men, and that's something, you know, a lot of people, like I've always wondered that, and actually, you're actually the first person to explain that in the four years that I've been here. In detail, and uh, so now I get it. And so it's something else. It's again, it's something else that, quite honestly, uh, a lot of people in the United States, even with the Jewish community, wouldn't understand. Now, most most Jews in the world, by the way, have never visited Israel. Most uh, most most Jews in Israel have never even been here to Mount Meron. Even though we get hundreds of thousands, most have never even visited this place. And certainly don't understand the depth and the real, the beautiful meaning behind behind what's considered a minor holiday, but is celebrated in a major way. You know, Jay. With that being said, uh, I have friends of mine, close friends of mine, that haven't been to the hotel. They live in Tel Aviv. Haven't been to the hotel since high school. The Western Wall, yeah. The, the Western Wall. The Western Wall of the Temple Mount. No, it's 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 a real shame. I mean, this is a general problem, not just for Jews in the world, but for 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 most of humanity. The the trend toward secularization, the trend toward uh, Westernization, materialism, as opposed to to religion and, and spirituality, and uh, so you know, most most Jews in the world aren't as connected as they as they could and should be to the tradition, the truth, and the spirituality of of, of being who they are. Like everyone, like wow. everyone in the world, and so yeah, that's something you know we, we, we need to work on. And I've been blessed to, with the work that I do, to have traveled all over the country and have been able to experience every holiday and be at every major holy site in this country. We've had a lot of holidays recently, by the way. <laughs> this is a time of year where a lot goes on. If you hear my uh, my lack of strong voice, and you know I got a strong voice, you're not getting it today. So now what we have is after actually after this, we've got uh, Jerusalem Day coming up this Sunday. Yeah, and and that is when Jerusalem was recaptured. By... In, in, in 1967, in the Six Day War, 
where, where uh, the eastern half, the core, the ancient core of Jerusalem was, uh, was, was captured from the Jordanians, the occupying Hashemite Jordanian kingdom. Exactly. Wow, that was good. Those Hashemites love occupying stuff. Yeah. They're, they're occupying most of Palestine today, by the way. You should know. I believe in a two-state solution. And, uh, you know, the Palestinians have a country it's called Jordan that should be, you know, unoccupied by the Hashemites right. soon. Bezrat Hashem. But that's, again, we're going off tangent. But, yeah, we have Yom Yerushalayim honoring the reunification of the holy eternal capital of the Jewish people, Yerushalayim, Jerusalem. But that comes, you know, in the heart of an entire few weeks of massive holiday after holiday. It really starts just before Passover with a holiday, a new holiday that we're working on called uh, Yom HaAliyah, now this, Aliyah let me, Day. Let me, let me yeah. say this real quick. This is very exciting to me because I actually was just down on the Jordan River last weekend on my way to the Dead Sea with Air, uh, Iris and Marion, who's actually Marion Elizabeth Hill, who's here right now. Uh, and this was the place where the Christians were, supposedly, supposedly, where Jesus was baptized, where Elijah the prophet ascended into heaven, and in accordance with... And before all of that... And before all that was... This is, this is it's on the 10th of Nisan, the 10th of the, uh, the Jewish month of Nisan. Uh, this is where we had the first mass aliyah, the first mass immigration of Jews into the land of Israel. Remember, after 40 years in the desert, after leaving Egypt, getting the Torah, wandering, we finally came home under the leadership of Joshua after the, de- after the death of, Mo- of Moses, of Moshe, and we entered the land of Israel at a place called Gilgal, and this is the spot that on the 10th, the Bible records the day, the place, it's incredible, it's a rare thing in Jewish history in the Bible that we know such clarity of detail of where and when something happened, that we had the first mass aliyah, immigration of Jews, land of Israel, and so we've been working in a Knesset for years now, and it looks like it's happening, this, this Knesset Let me session. clarify, yeah. you, you and, and some partners in this have been working on this specific bill to promote and do the holiday. This isn't something that's in to, existence to enshrine right now. to enshrine Jewish tradition, biblical truth, biblical Jewish history into national law to commemorate this tenth of Nisan as 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 not just commemorating what happened, but to honor Aliyah. Jewish immigration, land of Israel, Amen. as a core value of, of the Jewish people in the state of Israel, and also honoring the contributions that Olim, Jewish immigrants, have and continue to make for this society. And so that happened just before Passover, four days before Passover, uh, called Yom HaAliyah. Then we had Pesach, Passover, on the 14th of, uh, of Nisan, where we're celebrating Jews leaving slavery. Uh, but not just leaving the negative, but running to attain the, the positive, attain freedom, so they can build a nation in the land of Israel with the Torah. But we'll get there. Then after Passover begins this Omer process. By the way, Passover is, is, is this amazing eight-day holiday that we then come to. Well, it's eight days in, in outside the land of Israel, seven days in Israel. We then come to this time called the Omer. By the way, during the Omer, we have a few other holidays happening called the Three Yoms. Yom in Hebrew means day. We First, we have Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yeah. Then we have Yom HaZikaron, it's Israeli Memorial Day, where we honor the, the fallen, back, uh, the back fall, back, the fallen soldiers. Well, that's back-to-back with Yom HaAtzmaut, Israeli Independence Day, um, which is 
back-to-back with Yoma Zikron. How beautiful is that? By the way, let me ask you, how many, how many Americans, I grew up in America, you, you know, I'm, I am patriotic for America, I love the fact that I, that I grew up there, I'm happy that I'm here now, but, you know, I took a lot of good from America, and, Absolutely. and, and, and I really honor the place, but I don't remember Memorial Day ever being a day to honor the soldiers. Nah. I don't they, do, they do it somewhat. No, there's parades where you have some veterans dancing but around. Honor, they actually honor the fallen soldiers. You, you don't hear it is really a day of, of national mourning. Everyone here is country small. You know, we, we lost, in, in the, our war of independence alone, we lost 10% of our soldiers, wow. of our population. Um, everyone in this country has a father, a grandfather, a grandmother, a brother, a cousin, um, who, who we lost both in war and terrorism, and so we have a full day to honor them very deeply. Uh, and then, as that day turns into night, we then flip the switch and we go into a <laughs> deep, deep celebration. It's it's probably one of the most celebratory days uh, of, of, of of national excitement in this country, where. All night, all day, barbecues, dancing in the streets, music, overwhelmingly in a, in a, in a fantastic way. So that's Yomatsmaut. Yomatsmaut then leads into a few more days to the Omer until we get to Lagba Omer, which we're in now. Another great celebration. And as Michael, you just said, next week we have Yom Yerushalayim, the unification of Jerusalem. We then have Shavuot, which is the holiday where we celebrate the Jewish people, all of them being prophets at Mount Sinai, getting the Torah from God. Amazing. Torah as the map, the playbook for how to live, how to maximize life in this world. The Jewish people, by the way, you know the Bible hardly speaks at all about heaven. It hardly speaks about eternal reward. The, the, the Jewish Bible focuses on life on the here and now. Following God's law isn't for some great future benefit. The benefit of doing a mitzvah, of doing a good deed, is in the here and now, and that's what we deeply believe, and that's how we live. And so we, we, we got this playbook of life at Mount Sinai, outside the land of Israel, because we knew that we were on the way to enter the land of Israel, and we need to know how to live a righteous, moral lifestyle where it really counts in the holiness that is Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, wow. God's chosen place for the Jewish people. That's amazing. You know, as a Christian, as someone who is not Jewish, uh, I don't celebrate the pagan holidays of Christmas and the Easter Bunny. And what's amazing is if the if, if those who aren't Jewish that stand with the Jewish state, if you look at the details and the significance of these holidays, it's overwhelming. There is such depth and meaning as you've described in each one of these holidays. It's uh it's not something frivolous like St. Patrick's Day. It's not something uh shallow like uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> there is a depth and a meeting and and that is placed on the calendar for each holiday because that calendar, the Jewish calendar, is God's timing. God's perfect timing. And uh, a lot of people need to realize, and it, the calendar was actually changed because of the godless in which we now have the Gregorian calendar. And I refer to the Vatican in itself. But uh, that's some great stuff, man. Listen, this holiday that you that you guys initiated, yeah, 
when does it actually come into play? Is it is it is it initiated now? And then you were telling me the other night. So again, you know, the the tenth of Nisan is something that's been a holy day in Jewish history since Joshua first led the Jewish people across the Jordan River. Right. Um, on that first tenth of Nisan, just after after the death of Moses. Um, so we've had this as Jewish tradition. Now we're in the legislative process. I just got an email actually yesterday inviting me to the second reading of the bill, the second vote on the floor of Knesset to enshrine it as actual national, which by the way, for me, that's secondary. The fact that God records it in the Bible, in the book of Joshua, that's obviously the key, but to be able to reveal it, you know, making a national state of Israel holiday allows me to help reveal this truth and the beauty that already exists to a wider population. You know, Jay, I, first of all, I'm, I'm impressed, and I'll tell you what you've done with New Aleem since you've been here in Israel and, and uh, started this whole initiative with, uh, you know, the uh, White City Shabbat dinner and all the other different aspects of organizations that you uh, are involved with or have started. Uh, talking to those that are born here, born and raised, and when they're, when I see, uh, when I talk to them, and how, uh, when they, when what you're doing here, the work that you do with Noah Lean comes to light, they get excited. It's exciting for them because it helps them to have a better understanding of those that are making Aliyah. Yeah, take, taking care of young Jews who move here from around the world, come here without friends, without family. You know, you, you have to have community to be your support system. The community becomes the family. It's all these organizations we run under Miami Israel Foundation is focused on not just taking care of who's here, but also letting young Jews around the world know, come home, we want you, we need you here. When you're here, we're going to try to do our best to take care of you and help fill vacuums in, in Israeli society to help be pioneers in still building this great this great state. Remember, we have a country. We worked hard. We pioneered to build a country. We still have a long way to go. This place is still new. And after 68 years, we just had our 68th Happy Independence birthday. Day. Right? Happy, Happy birthday, 68 bro. years, that's, that's brand new in the life of a country. And we have to recognize that there's a long way to go to make it this ideal nation. We know it can become. We know it will become. But it takes work. And uh, what an honor to be part of rolling up my sleeves, getting my hands dirty, and to do that work hand-in-hand with my fellow young Jews from around the planet. Wow. It's, I'll tell you, uh, I talk to a lot of lone soldiers from, that are our age. And I know there's, uh, you're 38. 39. 39. I'm 45. I've talked to guys that are lone soldiers. They ain't our age. That, that are our age. There's no 45-year-old lone soldier today. No, no, no. Not today. <laughs> they used to be. They used to be. Oh, they used to be. You, got you, it. Got you, it. it. You know, 20 years ago, there yeah. was no support system. That's true. That's and true. And many of them got discouraged uh, because it was hard for them to adjust to the culture and the language and everything goes with it. And yet, you know, I, I, admonish, I admonish and admire and respect their willingness to come here even without that support system. By the way, uh, uh, Knesset member Michael Oren, former former Israeli ambassador to the U.S., came here from New Jersey as a lone soldier when he was a kid, and he talks about that a lot. When he came, there was very little support, virtually none. Today, there's a lot more, but we still, we still need to do a lot more. Right. And I just, want to, I just want to give a little shout-out, a little honoring to, to Michael Oren, in, who's in Knesset now, working hard to create better future for the lone soldiers that are, co- that are coming from here on out. You know, it is amazing, I want to say. Thank you for all that you do, because... Look, I'm not even Jewish, and 
the friendships that I've gained through the work that you do, uh, the support system that I've gained. Uh, you know, it wasn't easy for me to get off the plane. I'm not Jewish. Come to this country, 600 bucks in my pocket. And like, you know, I don't speak Hebrew, don't know. Yeah, it's, it ain't easy. It, ain't. it is not easy. And, you know, you, you definitely has to be in your heart to be here. If you think you're going to just come here and hang out. I know I know Americans usually come here and they're just hanging out. They're having a beer. You know, they're kind of working a job, but they expect everything to be. Yeah, let, let's not forget. This, 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 this may be Israel. I don't think it's a first world country. No. And it's and it's it, it's it's not. Um, again, we still have a long way to go. It's okay. It's by the way, what an honor that there's imperfections here. We get to be a piece of rectifying and elevating and filling those vacuums to make it more perfect. Amen. That's an honor. If we came here to a perfect place, I don't want that. I don't want. I don't want to come to Eden. I want to create Eden. Right. You know. Wow. That's good. That's, that's a beautiful thing. But we have a long way to go. And. Uh, Remember, this is also not just not a first world country; it's the Middle East. This that country, is something. This country is, this country is mostly a desert. This country was just built recently. This country is in a very troubling, very challenging part of the world. Our neighbors don't exactly make it easy for us. Not just not 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 just our bordering countries, but our neighbors within the land of Israel don't make it easy for us all right, the time. Right. Our fellow Jews don't always make it easy. In fact, <laughs> that's even the most difficult getting the kids to, to play play nice together. But uh, somehow, with all this craziness and all the difficulties and all the problems, miracles happen every day, every second. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Jay, listen for anyone who is listening that is Jewish that needs to make Aliyah. What would be your message to them? You know, my, my number one message to Jews around the world is this isn't Israel, the country of Israelis. This is this is Israel, the land of the Jewish people. This is your Amen. home. I don't care if you never visited here. You don't know. You don't speak the language. It doesn't matter. This air is yours. This water is yours. This land is yours. Just come here and own it because you got it already. That's it. That's exactly what God said. Go and claim the land. Claim what I've given to you. And, uh, Jay, we're definitely in agreement because as this world grows more wicked, the only safe place in the shadow of Almighty God is the Jewish state. And uh, this is the best place. And, and that's, you know, look, the world doesn't care if you're in the diaspora. They don't care. They're not going to look out for you. But what I see here in this country... When, whether you're born and raised here or you're making Aliyah, there is a unity here. And especially in times of emergency or in times of crisis or even in times like this, like Lag Bomer. Am I saying that right? Lag Bomer. Lag Bomer. That I see a unity among the Jewish people that is that can never be rivaled by any other culture or country. And it's this unity that's going to build that third temple. Amen. Amen. I agree with you, brother. I agree with you. Listen, uh, we got one more minute left, minute and a half. And, Jay, I want to say thank you for being on the radio show. And, uh, it's my honor. And, uh, folks, listen, I need you to do a few things. I need you to look at the social media. Everything I post, you need to share it. I got a website that's already up, insightisrael.org. I need help with the website. So anyone who wants to volunteer to help me get everything put, four years worth of work on this website, I'd certainly appreciate it. And I will find a way to show my gratitude. Uh, and... On top of that, we need chocolates for heroes for these soldiers. Yeah, send those Hershey bars. They're kosher. The Hershey bars are kosher. I recommend sending them. The soldiers love them. The soldiers love them. 
and these uh, these Chalkins for Heroes go a long way. Absolutely. So do that, and if you uh, are an individual and want to get involved, uh, look, we can we have a way for you to get involved without you without you spending all the money that would cost for a group to send uh, chocolates for heroes, Hershey's chocolate bars to the soldiers. So, with that being said, I want to say thank you. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel and Chocolates for Heroes. God bless the patriot conservatives who stand for the Judeo-Christian-founded Constitution and Bill of Rights, and God bless Israel in her fight for sovereignty and security. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.